0: the help of the kids to get that done. All righty there, Mark. <laughs> all right, you kids all down here. Come on, I need you. My, my own grad kids aren't here. They were kind of disappointed, but they said, oh, Grandpa, we've heard that story before. Uh, so uh, hopefully this won't bore you guys, but it's one of my favorite stories. In fact, it's the first story sermon that I ever preached years and years and years ago. Uh, out at camp. Come on down. Come on down, girls. Yeah, I need your encouragement, okay? That means you got to laugh at the right time for me, okay? All right, all right. Well, I want to begin by simply saying that the most famous judge is not Judge Judy. Now, you kids have no idea what I'm talking about, but maybe you do. The most famous judge of all was a judge who lived during the period of the judges. That was a time in Israel's history before they had a king. A time when every man did what was right in his own eyes. The problem with that is that most of the time people did wrong. And when God's people did wrong, He reminded them that they were doing wrong by letting other nations come in and rule over them. And the story takes place... When the Philistines were the bad guys. The Philistines had been ruling over the Israelites for 40 years. And they were starting to get the picture that maybe there's a connection between God's blessing and our behavior. And God said it's about time to start delivering them from the Philistines. And he wasn't in a hurry. He decided it's time to get things going. And so he sent an angel to talk to a man named Manoah and his wife and to bring some good news to them. Well, the angel appeared to Manoah's wife when she was out in the field by herself. She didn't really know he was an angel, but she could tell he was a man of God. And he said, I know you guys don't have any kids yet, but you're going to have a special boy that's going to be born. Now, all babies are special, but this one's going to be extra special. He's going to be dedicated to God From his conception until his death. And I don't want him to have any beer or wine or alcohol in his system because I want his spirit, God's spirit, to work instead of those kinds of spirits. And in fact, Mrs. Manoa, I don't want you drinking any wine or even eating any grapes or anything that might be bad while he's living inside your womb. You take good care of yourself. And when he's born, I don't want you to ever cut his hair. I want his hair to be longer than Jake's. Okay? I don't want his hair to ever be cut because his hair is a sign of his special relationship to God. Well, Mrs. Manoa ran to her husband and said, man, I had the neatest message. Some man of God, he may have been an angel, I don't know. He, he came and told me we're going to have a baby. And whoa, Manoa goes, "Woo, that's cool. He said, uh, tell me about it. And so she told him all about it. He says, well, I really want to hear this from the angel myself. And so he prayed. He says, God, can you send that angel or that messenger or whatever it was back to talk to me to me and let me know about this boy we're going to have? Well, God answered his prayer, sent the angel back. But the angel came again to Mrs. Manoah. And she ran and said, Come on, Dad. She was calling him Dad already. Come on, Dad. He's here. Oh, and Manoah got there. He was all excited. He says, Are you the one that talked to my wife? He said, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you want? He said, well, I just want to know more. Tell me about this boy we're going to have. What's he going to be like? What's he going to do? What are we supposed to do? How are we going to raise him? Yeah, he just kept going on and on. He sounded like Kirk getting all excited before the baby was born. Okay? Had lots of questions and no answers. And, and, And the angel said, cool it, Dad. I'll take care of the details. You just do what you're supposed to do. You do But I told your wife to do don't drink anything alcoholic and don't cut his hair when he's born. Well, Manoah said, well, can you stay and have lunch with us? You know, uh, and the angel said, well, I can stay, but I only eat angel food. Uh, (laughs) But if you want to bring something and make an offering to God, that'd be cool. So Manoah went and got a little goat out of his flock, and, and he brought the goat and, and some grain, and, and there was a, a big rock, a huge rock, and, and, and so he sacrificed the goat on the rock, and he poured out the grain, and he was getting ready to, to look for his lighter to light it, and all of a sudden the rock just goes whoosh, and fire came out like a volcano, and burned up the offering. And Manoah's was kind of freaking out, and then the angel steps into the fire, and whoosh, shot back to heaven. Manoah and his wife went nuts. They fell on the ground. They go, oh, my goodness, we've seen God. We're going to die. We're going to die. His wife said, no, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. They wouldn't have said we're going to have a baby if we're going to die. wouldn't have accepted our offering. Hey, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right, Dad. Let's just do what we're told to do, let's Make a baby. And they did. Nine months later, a little baby was born. And they named him what? What? Samson. They named him Samson. And God blessed Samson as he was growing up. He worked out. He was an athlete. He had a good build, you know. A good-looking guy. And his hair kept getting longer and longer and longer. And as he got uh, probably in his... Teenage years, he started looking at girls. Yeah, you, know, you boys know better than that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Girls will get you in trouble. Well, he started looking at girls, and pretty soon he he went down to uh, the town of Timna. And he spotted a girl. I think she was at McDonald's or Hardee's or something, and 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 he said, "Whoa." And he went back home to his mom and dad and said, Mom, Dad, I found the girl of my dreams. I want to get married. And they go, What? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I found the girl I want to marry. And, 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 and I want you to, to go get her for me. Well, apparently mom and dad kind of spoiled this boy. And they said, No, 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 Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where did you see her? And he said, Down in Timnah. They said, Well, that's where the Philistines live. He says, yeah, yeah, I know. You know. She's a Philistine, but she's pretty. <laughs> and I want her. And his dad said, well, God told us, his people, not to marry the Philistines. And his says, I don't care. She's pretty. That's all that matters. And it's, I'm in love. I said, okay, son, whatever you want. They loaded up the family donkey and headed off to Timnah. They get outside of town, they stop at a little rest stop. And Mom's getting the picnic lunch out for everybody to eat, and Samson wanders off into the woods. And he's daydreaming about this gorgeous girl he's going to marry, you know. And all of a sudden, out of the woods, whoa, and this lion roars and jumps out at him. And, and, and the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord kind of came on him, and, and Samson just reached out, and he grabbed this lion, and he ripped his head off. Yeah. And he threw me in the bushes. Now yeah, I know why you're scared. Just relax. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I know. Hang in there. Get a little closer to Grandma. Okay, that's all right. Okay. All right. And, and, and he threw that old dead lion down in the bushes. And he walked back out of the woods to where his mom and dad were having a picnic, and he didn't say anything about it. All he could think about was what? Good looking girl in Timna. Mm-hmm. Well, they go into town and he checks her out again. And oh yeah, oh yeah. Woo! He's in love. You know how boys can get. He says, Oh man, this is so cool, Dad. Start 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 getting things ready for this big wedding day. And his dad did. And they started making some plans and and, and got things kind of started and then they went back home. And, and they to get everything finished. And the day came when they're supposed to head back to Timna to start the wedding, you know, and, and to have the big reception. There's going to be a huge reception. And on their way back to Timna, you know, he's got his tuxedo on, and he's all ready to go. And and they get to that little rest stop again, and Mom and Dad are putting out the picnic, and, and, and he goes back in the woods and starts thinking, where's that lion? He's sniffing around, hoping he can find that dead lion. And he finds it. And then he hears this... There are bees all over the lion. But he's brave, man. He just killed the lion. He's not afraid of any stinking bees, you know. So he goes down. Ooh, where there's bees, there's what? Honey. Ah. He sticks his little hand in there, grabs part of that honeycomb. Ooh, that's good. He blows the bees off and starts eating that honey. Oh, man, good stuff. Probably got some on his tuxedo. I don't know. He went out to his mom and dad's. Hey, you guys want some honey? Now, he didn't tell him where he got it. I mean, that's kind of disgusting. I mean, would you eat honey out of a dead lion? Not if you knew it was a dead lion, but oh, if it's a honey, okay. So mom and dad ate it. They go on into town. They get the wedding all set up. Now, weddings were big, big deals back then. I mean, we have receptions now, you know, where you know we have little cakes and cookies, and now we have sandwiches and steaks, and who knows what. Well, they would party for a whole week after a wedding. But... Samson didn't have any Philistine friends. And and so his his bride-to-be said, Well, I can find some guys that will come to the party and play like they're your friends. And so she got 30 Philistine guys to come to the party. Well, they had the wedding. And, you know, they're all having a good time. And Samson starts talking with the guys. And he says, Hey, guys, I got an idea for some fun. Why don't we have a little contest? I'll give you a riddle, and see if you can figure it out. You know what a riddle is? You know, you ask something, they I got to figure it out. Okay. He says, I'll give you a riddle, and if you can figure it out, I'll give every one of you, all 30 of you, a new suit of clothes. If you don't figure it out, you all give me a suit of clothes, and I'll get 30 suits of clothes. And they go, oh, come on, we can do this. 30 of us, not a problem. And Samson said, okay, here's the riddle. Out of the eater." Came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. And they're all going, okay. What more? He says, That's it. Shh, don't give it away. He said, they couldn't figure it out. They're going, What is this? What's he talking about? And and he just kind of grins and they go, Oh man, out of the eater came something to eat, out of the strong came something sweet. That's not a knock-knock joke. That's not a guess-who. How are we supposed to figure this out? And he said, man, we're going to be in trouble. And so they went to his wife, and they said, hey, we came to this party to have a good time. We didn't come to this party to lose our shirts. You've got to find out the answer to that riddle. And she said, I don't know. They said, listen, if you don't do it, we're going to burn your house down with you and your dad in it. Sorry, Olivia. And she's going, oh, so she goes back to Samson and she says, oh, Sammy, she called him Sammy, you know how they do. She said, Sammy, you know that you and the guys have been hanging out, you know, having a good time and, and, and you're telling stories and you've got this little riddle. I heard about the riddle. What does it mean? And he says, I can't tell you, that's guy talk. And she says, oh, come on, I really want to know, I really want to know. He says, no, 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 I haven't even told my folks what it means. And she says, oh, please, come on, come on. He goes, no, 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 no. For seven days, she's whining, crying. Ooh, tell me the riddle. You know how girls can be when they want something really bad? I mean, you girls don't know that. No, 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 no. Well, she just kept it up and kept it up and kept it up. The last day of the party, Samson says, okay, all right, I'll tell you. She so told her the answer. Immediately, she ran out to the guys. Okay, here's the answer. Samson met with the guys then that night, and he said, Okay, guys, what's the answer to the riddle? And one of them says, Hmm. What's stronger than a lion? And, and what's sweeter than honey? Samson goes, Oh, you wouldn't have known that if you hadn't plowed with my heifer. Now, do you know what a heifer is? It's a young cow. He's already calling his wife a cow. That's not cool. That's not cool. But he was really torqued. He was really upset. And he got mad. He says, okay, guys, I'm going to get your outfits, man. He went to the mall. But he didn't buy them. He killed 30 philistines. Now, you've got to remember here, the Philistines were the really bad guys. And God was wanting Samson to make them afraid of him and afraid of his God, so they, they would leave God's people alone. So God was kind of using what Samson did there to accomplish his purposes. So he kills these 30 guys. He strips them of their clothes. He takes their clothes back to the party. He throws them in a pile and says, here's your bloody clothes. He was English. Here's your bloody clothes. And they all go, whoa, cool. And Samson just storms out. He goes back home and left his wife there. Well, a few weeks or months later, he started missing his wife. He said, well, I, I got to go make man So he bought some flowers and, and um, I don't know, something good to eat, maybe a cake or something. And he goes back. And he knocks on her dad's door and says, I'm here to see my wife. The dad goes, "Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't think you wanted her anymore. I didn't think you loved her, so I gave her to your best man. Samson goes, what? He says, not not, not a problem, not a problem. Here's her little sister. She's good looking. She's better looking. She's a real fox. You want foxes? Ha, I'll give you foxes. He stormed out of the house. And he went out in the woods, in the fields. I don't know how he did it, but he caught 300 real foxes. And he took them two by two. He tied their tails together. Hold yours, Olivia. Stuck a torch, a burning torch, in their tails, lit it and then sent them running throughout all the countryside. They burnt down all the crops. They burnt down the orchards. They burnt down the vineyards. And, of course, the people were a little upset about that. And they said, where would those foxes come from? They found out that it was the Timna, the guy from Timna who had given Samson's wife to somebody else, and they got really upset. And they, they went to the guy's house, and they did what the other guys were going to do. They burnt the house down along with Samson's wife and his father-in-law. Samson got really mad about that. And the Bible says that he uh, beat him up really bad. He had a great slaughter. He killed a whole bunch of them. And again, this is the way God was using Samson and his strength to accomplish his purposes. When he got done, Samson just headed for the hills, Literally. He said, I can't go back home. I don't know where I'm going to go. He went out to the hills, and he found a cave. Have you ever stayed in a cave? Well, he set up a little camp in a cave and just stayed there. Well, the Philistines, they didn't know where he had gone for sure, but they knew they wanted to get back at him, and they weren't really afraid of him yet. And so the whole Philistine armies came into the biggest city in Judah. They started circling around the city, and the men of Judah said, Hey, what are you guys doing here? You know, we've we've been doing what you say. We, We understand that you're in charge. Uh, We haven't done anything wrong. They said, no, but Samson did, and we want Samson. We've come to get him. And the men said, "Uh, we'll find him. We'll get him for you. So 3,000 of the men of Judah went out into the the hills and and circled around Samson's cave. And they hollered down, yo, Sam. Yeah, what do you want? Sam, Sam, well, uh, the Philistines are here. Don't you know you're supposed to obey them? You've made them really mad, and we've come to turn you over to them. And said, well, wait a minute here. Um, if I give myself to you, promise me you won't, you won't hurt me. You won't kill me. We won't hurt you. We won't kill you. But we need to give you to the Philistines. He said, okay, come on down. Tie me up with some ropes and hand me over. So they tied him up with some ropes, big, strong ropes. They handed him over to the Philistines. The Philistines go, yeah, we got him now, man. And they came in to grab him. And again, the Spirit of the Lord came. And and those ropes just melted like they were made out of wax. And Samson goes, And he looks around all these Philistines with their swords and their spears and their shields. He doesn't have anything to fight. And he sees a dead donkey laying there. And he reaches over and he grabs the jawbone of the donkey and rips it out. It's got all those big teeth on it and it's heavy. And he starts swinging this jawbone. And he killed a thousand Philistines who had swords and spears and shields. Amazing victory for an amazing man. Well, for 20 years, the Philistines were afraid of Samson and rightfully so. Samson was able to, to keep the Philistines from bothering anybody for 20 years. and Things were going really good except one little detail. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's really tough. What was it that Samson uh, had a weakness about? What did Samson really like? Women. Yeah, women. You know what they can do to you? Yeah. Well, one day he went into Gaza and he gazed upon a woman wearing a really short skirt. Daniel, alongside the road, trying to lure men into her bedroom. And being the stupid dude he was, he went with her. Well, the men of Gaza said, ah, he's not thinking about killing us now. He's not thinking about war. He's thinking about love. We'll, we'll trap him. We'll close the gate to the city, and when he comes up in the morning, we'll jump him while he's still thinking of love, okay? Well, they lock the gate, lock it shut. But Samson wakes up about midnight, and he's ready to leave. He walks out to the gate, he sees the gate. He goes, mm, mm, he grabs the gate, he strains at the gate a little bit, he pulls the gate and the posts out of the ground, and he doesn't hit his head with the post. He doesn't get any stitches on his head. Yeah, whatever. He lifted up that old gate, put it on his shoulders, and he marched up the hill and threw it down. And the men are going, I'm glad we didn't mess with that guy. A few weeks later, here he goes again. Samson falls in love, and this time he falls in love with, guess who? Who? Delilah. Ooh, Delilah. She was another Philistine. She was a beautiful girl, and Samson was in love again. Well, the Philistines went to Delilah, and they said, Hey, if you can find out the secret to his strength, and you give him to us, We'll each give you 1,000 $1, and 100 silver dollars. She goes, whoa, that's a lot of money. Okay, I'll see what I can do. Well, Samson and Delilah are spending time together. And one evening, Delilah says, Samson, let me see those muscles again. Samson takes off his shirt and puffs out his chest. Scott, where are you? No, okay, never mind. Okay, and, and, and I saw Jason wasn't here, so it was, you know. Oh wait a minute! I'm, I'm sorry, Mark. You you want to? I left him out last time. Sorry, guys. Okay, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So 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 Samson takes off his shirt and he starts doing this all this stuff. You know how guys do and they're trying to look tough, you know. And she goes, "Oh, Samson, you're so strong. Ooh, you're so strong." You're stronger than any man I know. And he says, "Yeah, I know. You know, he's, oh, he's having a good time, man." And, and she says, "Samson, what's the secret to your strength?" I said, "Oh, I don't know. I just work hard. You know, I go to the club every week. You know." She says, "No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. What's what's the secret? What's the secret?" Oh, I don't know. And she says, "Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. What would make you as weak as any other man?" You know, Achilles had his heel, and Superman, yeah, and Kryptonite. So what is it that make you weak? Now, he's not the brightest bulb here. He's going, mm-hmm. okay, I'll tell you. But yet he thinks, nah, I better not tell you. He says, okay, now, I'll tell you what. If you can make some strips of cowhide leather before it even dries up, when it's fresh, take seven of them and tie my hands and my feet together, I won't be able to break them. He says, okay. He goes to sleep. She gets word out to the Philistines. Go get me seven strips of cowhide. Don't let them dry out. And you will tie him up. And so they came and they brought him. She tied him up. They waited in the back room. And then she goes, Samson, Samson, the Philistines are here. And he jumped up. Pow! Broke the straps. And she goes, Whatever. You lied to me. How can you say you love me? And lie to me, and she started whining and whining. Come on, come on. He says, Oh, I was just playing with you. Well, I was just kidding you. And come on, what's the secret to your strength? Kept on for a couple more days. One afternoon, he finally says, Okay, 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 stop, stop. If you tie me up with new ropes that have never been used by anybody else, I won't be able to break them. She says, Okay. She called the Philistines. Said, Hey guys, bring some new ropes. Go down to Ace. Get the very biggest, strongest ropes you can get and bring them to me. So they did. He fell asleep. She tied him up. They were hiding in the back room. And she goes, Samson, Samson, the Philistines are here. And he jumps up. Bow! He pops the ropes off. Where are they? Where are they? She starts crying. And, and, and they just kept it on, kept it on. He said, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. She says, come on, come on. How can you say you love me and you, you, you tell me you love me, but you don't really mean it? Come on, what's the secret of your strength? And he runs his hand through his hair. And he says, um, it has to do with my hair. Now, his hair was long. And if you let your hair go long, you don't wash it very often, what happens to it? It gets gnarly. Yeah, you see these dudes running around with dreadlocks, Mm Mm-hmm. nasty, smelly hunks of hair hanging off their heads? Yeah. Well, he had seven of those big things hanging off his head by now, because he didn't shampoo very often. And uh, he said, well, see this hair? Uh, And she's going, yes. And he starts to tell her the secret, but then he goes, And he looks down, and, 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 and there's a rug that she's weaving, and it goes up on this loom. And she's putting the, the uh, wool or stuff, whatever, into the loom, weaving this big rug. And he says, um, if you take my, the locks of my hair and you weave them into that rug, I won't be able to move. I'll just be stuck, just like this. And she goes, hmm, Okay. Asleep. She takes his greasy, gunky hair and starts weaving it into the rug all the way up the room. And then she locks it tight. The Philistines are waiting outside. And she says, Samson, Samson, the Philistines are here. And he goes, boing. He pulled his hair right out. She says, Where are they? Where are they? And of course, she goes crazy. Goes ballistic. Whine, whine, whine. Cry, cry, cry. Ah, uh, you know, it, it, it was it was a horrible scene, horrible scene. And she's batting her eyes, and she's, woo woo and he's feeling terrible. Finally, he says, okay. And he told her what was on his heart. He said, well, I was hinting about my hair, but my hair is a sign that I belong to God. I'm a Nazarite. Before I was born, an angel came to my mom and dad and said that, that I was to do God's work. And and my hair is a symbol of 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 belonging to God. And if someone were ever to cut my hair off, God wouldn't be with me. And I'd lose my strength. She knew he was telling the truth. He fell asleep that night with his head on her lap. She called in a barber. Baby, I don't know how he did it. He cut all Samson's hair off. Can you imagine that, Jake? Jake? What'd you think of that? Somebody buzzed your hair off. Mm, yeah. Buzzed him balder than your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then she starts poking him. Poke. And Samson is going, uh, uh, in his sleep. And she tickles him. And he goes, uh, uh, stop, stop, stop. And she's going, aha. <laughs> He's not so tough now. And she called in the Philistines, and they grabbed him, and Samson woke up. And 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 he said, Oh he couldn't get rid of him. His strength was gone. Close your ears. So they poked his eyes out. And they put chains on him. And they led him to the prison. They took him down the basement where they they, they had a a big wheel that they would grind grain on. And they usually hooked a donkey up to it. And even though he didn't have the strength he should have had, he was still a big dude. And they chained him to that and made him go in circles every day grinding the grain. had a preacher say a long time ago, that's the blinding grinding effects of sin. Oh, good point. So he's grinding away. And as he's grinding, his hair starts growing. He starts thinking, man, I've blown it. I've really blown it. But his hair is blown. Well, one day it was time for a big celebration to the false god of the Philistines, a big idol named Dagon. And everybody had gathered down at the convention center, and and, and they were all having this huge party celebrating their god. And they started singing and chanting and carrying on. And they said, man, our god's better than anybody's god. Our God gave us Samson. Our God's stronger than Samson's God. And they're all going, ha, ha, oh, man, isn't he something down there, grinding away down there. They said, well, why don't we bring him out and put him in the center of the stage and we can laugh at him. They went and got him. And they brought out this blind guy with chains. His hair had grown long again. They put him right in the center of the stage. And right in the center of the stage is where these two big pillars, that held up the whole convention center work. And Samson prayed. He said, God, just one more time, be with me. I know I've messed up. Just one more time, give me my strength. Let me me bring down the house, literally. There were 3,000 people up on the roof, up there in that nosebleed section. There were thousands of people in the convention center. And Samson, there was a little boy standing by him, and, and he said to the boy, said, where are the pillars, where are the pillars? And he said, oh, right right here. And so Samson put one hand on one, one hand on the other. And he said, okay, God, give me strength. And Samson goes, ah. Boom! The whole house fell down. Thousands of people were killed, including Samson. And the Bible says that Samson killed more people in his death than he did in all his life. And that's the end of the story. It's kind of a horrible ending, isn't it? I mean, here was a man who had been chosen by God to do special things for his whole life. A man who was given strength like no one else. A man who could have accomplished great things for God, but a man who kept taking his eyes off of the goal. He kept forgetting what was most important. He let himself get distracted by pretty girls and what he wanted instead of what God wanted. Now, God still used him, didn't he? There were times when when even in his weaknesses, God would give him strength and allow him to do God's will. But just think how much more, how much more Samson could have done if he had kept his eye on the goal and remembered what God wanted him to do. You know, when he got in a pinch, God would send his spirit and, and that would enable him to do something good and great. And in the book of Hebrews... Calls him a man of faith, even though he's screwed up again and again and again. But you know what's really cool? You know, God has promised us that if we will commit ourselves to him and allow ourselves to be born again into his kingdom, his spirit will come and live within us. His spirit just won't visit us here and there. We don't have to call down his spirit. No, 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 no. Some people have that all wrong. We don't have to call down the Spirit. The Spirit's here already if we've said we want to be used by God. All we have to do is remember that God's Spirit lives in our heart and keep our eyes focused on Jesus and remember that God has us here to do His will. And even in those moments when we don't feel very strong, even in those moments when we mess up, if we'll cry out to God, Remember, his spirit lives within us. He will make us strong. And he will enable us to do his will. You know, Samson was sent out into the world with strength to do God's will. We, too, have been sent out with God's strength to do his will. I think we can do a better job than Samson. Don't you? Father, we're grateful for the examples of Scripture, both the good and the bad that they did. And we come to you this morning committing ourselves to be sent out in your strength to do your will, even better than Samson did. That's our prayer in Jesus' name.